News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is food news. Okay, this is from NPR. And the headline is, one in four food delivery drivers admit to eating your food. <laughs> wow, that, that's, that's, that's a lot. It is a lot. I oh. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> um, the smell of a mouth-watering meal is hard to ignore, especially when it belongs to someone else. At least that's the suggestion of a recent study that found nearly 30% of drivers are snacking from the food they're responsible for delivering. The survey conducted by U.S. Foods, which supplies food to restaurants, gathered information from about, about 500 food delivery drivers and more than 1,500 customers in America who order through apps such as DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. Respondents range from 18 to 77 years old. With a median age of 31, <laughs> drivers who reported working <laughs> okay. for at least one food delivery app had a median age of 30. This is the demographics that they pulled. Huh. And in an effort to better understand the process of ordering and delivering meals, the company asked both groups about their habits and pain points. Of the drivers surveyed, 54% admitted to being tempted by the smell of a customer's food, and about half of those people actually took a bite or like ate something out of their order. Okay. I mean, if it was like a fry or something, I bet you could get away with that pretty easy. Like just one fry. Yeah, I think you could get away with it. Yeah. But if it's just like literally taking a bite out well, of these. Well, I hope not. I hope it's not like taking a bite out of their sandwich kind of a thing. But yeah. I think it's usually, it's probably usually like sides, like fries or like something that they could get one and like not, I don't know. But um, when asked if they minded if their driver snagged a few fries, the average customer response was an 8.4 out of 10, where one represented no big deal and 10 signified absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely not. It, the average was 8.4, so that seemed to be pretty unacceptable uh, to people. Right. Um, to remedy the problem, 85% of customers recommended adding tamper-evident labels or packaging, which commonly comes in the form of a sticker seal or something like over mm -hmm. it, except that that isn't something that's controlled by the people, like Uber Eats is right, controlled yeah. at Right, yeah, it would be up to the restaurant. So there's no solution. And there's no <laughs> so, incentive for them to do that because what, they're still getting, they're still making would the they, money. Yeah, there isn't really. Yeah. Um, and then they went and actually like, tried to reach out to all these companies for comment and um, Postmates and Grubhub responded with like sort of strategies that they have, but it's basically that they require their drivers to sign an agreement that says like, I will abide by all health laws and everything will arrive in a tam tamper free and I will not touch anything that I like what, like it's not really it's completely unenforceable. <laughs> yes. It's just a completely unenforceable thing. Um, and, you know, like customers can complain if they think something happened and then an investigation will, you know, happen. But still, like, sure. it's, there's not there's not really a solution to this. So nope. <laughs> what I took from this was maybe I just won't yeah. use these services with something that is easily like, oh, I'm just going to take one. Of the, let's take some of those fries. I'm just right. Gonna. I've never I've never used any of these services. And I'd never thought of this before, and now I probably just won't ever start. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat as yeah. <laughs> I've never used it either. I know I have I have friends that do. I know that. I have friends that use it a lot. Well, what, you know, here, I'm going to really scare you. What if, like, you you're, you order from Starbucks or something and they, like, take a sip of your coffee? Ew. How would you know? You wouldn't, probably. You wouldn't know. If it was just a small sip. Yeah. Even if it was a big sip, you probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> You just, you don't know. Maybe if they had some type of dash cam, but it was like facing the food. Facing the food. (laughs) Required to place the food inside. Food in like a, in like a video. Or what if they have like some kind of like box with some electronics in it where they have to like put the food in the box. The box senses that the food is inside. I don't know how that would prevent them before. Yeah. Just, and then just take it before the customer has to come out to the to, to the car <laughs> to claim the food from the box. <laughs> we could over-engineer this oh, all day. Oh, for sure. Love it. Love it. Just put a padlock on the bag. <laughs> just Uber Eats should issue a special padlock to every restaurant in America that can be used for these deliveries. Mm-hmm. Just put and it. And then it has put, to be returned. Just put it right through that paper bag. <laughs> Yeah, totally, yeah, there you go. Totally tamper-proof. Yeah. <laughs> My first story is also food news. This is from delish.com. Ooh. No, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. French has made mustard ice cream for National Mustard Day. I don't want it. Nobody nobody should. <laughs> I like mustard. I, I like ice cream. Don't want them. Don't want them to be the same thing. Um, they say, if you're worried that you don't have plans yet for National Mustard Day, French's has it all taken care of in the form of mustard-flavored ice cream. In celebration of the holiday on uh, August 3rd, uh, so coming up, if you haven't made your plans yet, okay. uh, French's and Cool House, which I guess is some ice cream place, uh, came up with the bright yellow concoction, and I do have a picture, and it is upsetting in, to all to all or... of the senses, probably. Um, anyone who's interested in trying it can do so at any of the cool ha- uh, any of Cool House's New York City or LA locations later this week, and at their Culver City location, you'll also be able to get it from August 9th to the eleventh. In case you missed that first window. <laughs> <laughs> Delish got their hands on it ahead of its official release and report, quote, it's really not so bad. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. When that's your, when that's your tagline, maybe the, something's wrong. The, the radioactive yellow color is, quote, extremely off-putting, according to one editor who tried it. But, quote, once you get it in your mouth, it has a very nice creamy texture to it. It doesn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's the, wor- that's the worst trying to be positive. So this is interesting because other editors who smelled and tasted the ice cream were surprised to find it smelled like cotton candy and bubble gum and tasted strangely like French vanilla and not really like mustard at all. So I don't know. I also looked okay. at another article that said that it like the the mustard hit you later, like it hit you after it was like an aftertaste almost, oh. which sounds incredibly unappealing, especially if the, the forward taste is bubble gum and cotton candy. Yeah, is that the taste of it, or it smelled that? It smelled that. It way smelled or? like that, and, and it, the, the other article said know. it tasted like that oh, too. Okay, like it was okay, just. Okay. That's such like a common... weird mix of flavors. Yeah, Ugh, it's. I, it's just like I said. I'm sorry that I even acknowledged that this existed. Gross. 
This is what it looks like. Ew. It looks <laughs> it like looks, Play-Doh. It looks like, yeah, it looks like Play-Doh. It looks like frozen mustard, really. Like, like it's, I don't want to eat that. I don't know why anyone would. Why not just make normal vanilla ice cream, but yellow? That sounds fine. Right? I mean, the color, again, is kind of gross, but... <laughs> True. But, like, then you could still be mustard-themed without, like... Being, being disgusting. Really, yeah, without being utterly disgusting. <laughs> like, that's so unappetizing. Ugh. Ugh. Does kind of make me want a hot dog, though. Maybe the point is to dip fries in it. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, garlic ice cream is a thing. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that before. Okay. Did, did not enjoy that either. Well, I tried it with a fry dipped in it. Hmm. And that was okay. It was because it was like a condiment that was, almost. That it was, was like a garlic sauce. So- if you think of it as like a garlic sauce, yeah, like a, like it's like a, a fro- creamy it's garlic. It's a frozen aioli. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, and if you uh. think of this like that, like a frozen mustard on your hot dog or whatever you would normally put mustard on, maybe it could work. I don't I know. I'm just trying to justify like its that. existence. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't know if I don't know if anybody can justify its its existence. I hope someone can because it yeah. exists. So well, yeah, I guess if you're in those locations, either you're welcome or be warned. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Okay, my next story is health news. And this is from CNN. The headline is, Trial underway in U.S. uses CRISPR gene editing in people with severe sickle cell disease. Hmm. Um, have we talked about CRISPR on the show before? I feel like it's probably come up at least once. Yeah, I can't remember, but do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like okay. the gene editing mm-hmm. tool, right? Yeah. So in case anyone doesn't know what it is, it's like a a process by which you you cut parts of like a mutated or, or bad DNA out and replace it with better DNA. And so you can use that to fix DNA issues, basically, or that's how it's planned on being used. And so there's mm-hmm. trials for that type of application for a lot of different things. So there's a trial right now using that for, for sickle cell disease. Um People with sickle cell disease, a group of inherited blood disorders, have abnormal hemoglobin in red blood cells that can cause them to get, quote, hard and sticky, clogging blood flow in small vessels, according to the CDC. Uh, Hemoglobin is a protein found in red blood cells that is responsible for carrying oxygen throughout the body. So if you have this, like, you're just, your red blood cells are like weird shapes and they just get like stuck and it causes um, all sorts of terrible like symptoms like pain, anemia, blindness, organ damage and a shorter average lifespan overall. And according to this article, approximately 100,000 Americans, um, most of African ancestry or identifying as black, are affected by this, Mm -hmm. known right now. So that's a really, really big number. Yeah. Um, So in this CRISPR trial, doctors aim to increase the production of a different kind of hemoglobin called fetal hemoglobin, um, which makes it harder for the cells to sickle like that and stick together. So... The treatment process involves removing premature cells from bone marrow, so like kind of like as they're being created in the person, mm-hmm. and then modifying them using the CRISPR technology in a lab, and then um, so that so that the cells start producing 
this other type of hemoglobin, basically. Okay. Like they're taking bone marrow cells and editing those so that they're producing this edited hemoglobin instead of the bad one or like the better hemoglobin. Right, that's a non-affected one. Then they give the person chemotherapy, which like kind of like clears out like the cells that they have in their body and they replace them with the edited ones. Oh, wow. So it's kind of intense. So they're using chemotherapy essentially to like kill the old... Yes. Is this the the I th- blood, it's in blood the cell bone produ- marrow? The blo- yeah, the blood yeah. cell producing cells or whatever in mm-hmm. the blood marrow. They're, yep. They're in like intentionally killing those off. Yep. Even though they're like technically healthy. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. You don't usually think of chemotherapy being something for that's targeting like otherwise right. healthy cells. But it's it's interesting because a lot of a lot of cancer therapies do go they end up in your bone marrow and that's all that's usually like one of those things like oh you have to be careful like make sure that you don't damage it too much because it will go there. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's just interesting in, that in this case, case it's, it's like it's they the want it to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so yeah. And then they replace the cells with the edited ones after they've been, you know, the, edited with the CRISPR. And then that's what the idea wow. is to see if it helps because then the, those will, they'll be fixed basically. Right, yeah. the, you know, that's so cool. It really is. Cause this is like one of those diseases that just has had no like cure, like forever. So. Right. <laughs> and there, there's, and um, it's not the only genetic like it's not the only disease caused by a genetic mutation, yeah. mutation like that. So yeah, there's lots of other ones too. If they can get um, something like this working, who knows what else they could. Yeah. Fix. It's, it's really exciting. Um, so right now this particular study, um, they're trying to recruit up to 45 adults with severe sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but ex- experts say it's too early to tell how the patients will fare long term since it's still sort of like an investigational, um, treatment for it. But, um, yeah, they're hoping that they'll able, they'll be able to, to avoid some of the complications, like reduce the symptoms of it with this. So wow, it's pretty cool. For some reason too, that when I, when I hear DNA editing, I always assume it's going to be in like embryos or something. Mm. Like you don't think of it as, or at least I don't ever think of it as something that you can do while somebody's like already yep. alive and like, has yep. been like, which just makes it all the more impressive and potentially awesome. And like opens up so many yeah. other opportunities. Well, like you can help you people. About it, after like you you edit dna in a place where cells are replicating and growing because Mm -hmm. they're going to keep replicating that good dna yeah so you can do that you know look i I think it's hard to have it have an like a large-scale effect unless you somehow get like the whole body converted over to this thing which like i think that that might that's part of the challenge with these therapies i don't know much about that like how they do that but in this case a way for them to like edit reproductive cells as well so that that kind of thing isn't passed on to like children or i don't know yeah, that's I'm because yeah, I don't know if you're just like changing the cells in one part of the body, then obviously it's it's not right. something that's going to be like spread or uh, passed down yeah, genetically. I don't know. So, that is an excellent question, and probably one that raises a lot of ethical oh, debates sure. too. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's this huge gray area over like what's something that we should quote fix versus yeah. something that we it, it we are kind of really playing. Like we're a higher power, sort yeah, of. Yeah, like, like oh, we're fixing someone's like genes or something. Like, right. In their family line, like what is that going to do? Like, and then of course yeah, you. That's, the, then you the next step up. is like changing things that are purely cosmetic and that kind of thing, and it just gets. And you gets start, very dicey very quickly. Yeah, it really does. But but at least you know, with this, it's, it's like, like there's disease, no yeah. benefit to having this, yeah, or yeah. and there's 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 a lot of only harm. there's only harm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So. So, I think yeah, I think it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm 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 excited by it. Yeah. Me too. 
My next story is space news. This comes from the New York Post. Empire State Building sized asteroid, quote, expected to miss Earth. That's good. <laughs> Great. I honestly mostly brought this for the headline because I just like that, <laughs> that expected is in quotes. Expect- and then there's actually a lot. There's a judicious use of quotes in, throughout this article. Oh, a, really? a, quote, potentially hazardous asteroid the size <laughs> of the Empire State Building will come within striking distance of the Earth on August 10th, but is expected to zoom by without incident, according to NASA. Um. <laughs> I know. It's potentially dangerous and expected to miss us. So okay. um, the space rock, which is uh, designated as a near-Earth object because its orbit takes it within 30 million miles of Earth, is expected to come within about 4.55 million miles of the planet as it speeds by us at around 10,400 miles per hour. Um, anything that gets closer than 0.05 astronomical units, which is roughly 4.65 million miles, is considered potentially hazardous. So this falls just within that range. Hmm. Still, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, pretty far away. Yeah. Um, but I guess... Th- that's far away, close enough that we don't know for sure that it's not going to come closer. I, I, I'm not really sure how that works. Like, like I don't. It's close enough five that million their calibrations mi- could be off. Right. Like five million miles away <laughs> still seems far away enough that we could say it's not potentially hazardous, yeah. but I'm yeah. not really sure. Um, the asteroid is called 2006 QQ 23. It's a great name. Uh, and it is uh, 1,870 feet in diameter which I think they said it's about 36 stories taller or like wow. than the uh, Empire State Building. Um, and it came, it came actually within 3.13 million miles back in 2001. So it breezed right by oh. us and nobody even noticed. Okay. Um, and it's not re- expected to return until February 15th, 2022, though uh, they say on that visit it will probably be much farther away. So Okay. I guess on August 10th, hope for the best. <laughs> The good eh, news it is could be five million miles. It could, it could be two be, miles. It could be two miles. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We have no way of knowing. Uh, you'd think we'd have a way of knowing. Uh, I guess on August tenth, you'll you'll find out one way or another. Yeah. The good news is, is it'll be pretty obvious if we were wrong. Yeah. So, and there's nothing you can do about it. No. So, so don't don't worry. Don't worry about it. There you go. All right. You're, Thanks for the PSA. Yeah, you're welcome. My next story is also space news. Doubling up a lot. This episode. Yeah, this is from NBC News. Astronomers announced Wednesday that they had discovered the nearest potentially habitable planet outside our solar system. Woo! Wow. The new found exoplanet, a so-called super Earth named GJ357D. <laughs> super memorable, I know lies 31 light years away from our solar system. That's a little... That's not potentially hazardous. <laughs> it's not potentially hazardous. Um, and although that's really far away, that's a lot closer than most things when we talk about light years. Right. It's only 31 light years. It's not like 10 million light years. It's like 31. That's, that's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's about six times more massive than our planet. Massive, massive. in terms of the mass. mass. <laughs> And it orbits, (laughs) we haven't had that in a while. Um, It orbits its host stars or in its host stars habitable zone where water could exist in liquid form on the surface. Um, There's no evidence at this point that life exists on that planet, only that conditions there could support life as we know it. Sure. 
uh, quote, it's a distance from the star that's not too hot and not too cold, said Lisa Kaltenegger, an associate professor of astronomy and director of the Carl Sagan Institute at Cornell University. The findings published in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics were presented Wednesday at an exoplanet conference in Massachusetts. <laughs> I guess they have conferences for those. Okay. Um, Where else are you going to talk about them? Yeah. Uh, Carlton Egger, who led the uh, international team of astronomers who found the intriguing exoplanet, said the discovery was totally unexpected. Uh, using TESS, a $337 million spacecraft that was launched in April of 2018, the astronomers had detected another planet orbiting the same star, known as GJ357. Um, but then when they used ground-based telescopes to conduct follow-up research on that planet, the scientists found two other planets in the system, including this one. So okay. they So they, like, accidentally discovered the other ones because they were <laughs> looking at that one. Oops, it's Earth. Um, <laughs> um, so the other two uh, are not thought to be habitable because they're too hot there. Um, but this one is, like, in that habitable zone. Hmm. So, um, it, and then at the end they said that there's two next generation telescopes, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, um, being launched in the next few years, one in 2021 and one in 2025. Um, and they're hoping that those telescopes will be able to reveal more about this planet, like be able to see closer and find out, like they want to find out more information about the atmosphere and whether there's like oceans on it or what what it looks like on the surface. So that's cool. Yeah. So we've got a, we've got a backup. Mm hmm. (laughs) We also, I, we also have to figure out how to travel faster yeah, than the speed of cause light. Because 31 light years, what is one light year? It's how far... Uh, speed of light travels in Yeah, how a far year. light travels in a year. So at a normal speed, how long would it take to travel one light year? Do you know? I, I don't know. I mean, I used to know what the speed of light was. Oh, shoot. I used to know that, too. I don't remember. It was like... <laughs> like high school. I don't feel like looking this up right now. Right. I kind of want to calculate though like how many years we would it take could, to well, get Well, if we to could there. figure out how to travel at the speed of light, it would take us 31 yes. years. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. So either we need to figure that out mm-hmm. or we need to figure out how to put people into like this like stasis sleep where they don't age. Right. And we just launch them off and hope for the best because I mean, which there's, one of the, yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's which no way they'd be able to communicate back to us that they've got that they've their got okay. Their or, um, which one of those problems do you think is more difficult to solve? Probably the speed thing, I would think, but really? I have no idea. I don't know how close we are you know, to. Actually, I think I would say that too. I think the aging thing is easier than the speed thing. Right. Like if we could put people in some kind of cryostasis that. We would like where they're still there's alive, so many not. things that could go wrong. That, I mean, I guess they could also go wrong if you were traveling faster than the speed of light. You run yeah, into like, something. Yeah, what does on that do, do to your body? I don't know. <laughs> also, that how do you navigate at the speed of light? Like, it's not like you can like you oh, don't. there's an asteroid. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so well, far, that's only in the realm of sci-fi. Well, so. maybe in the next uh, five to ten years, we will. F- find out more about that planet and find out if there's life there or something. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. We don't know. Be crazy. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. My last story is random local news. This is, uh, this is, this was sent in by a listener. It is from uh, WTHR, which I assume is a local station. Um, I'm not going to read you the headline. Okay. Because the headline is an update. To the original story, 
oh. and I couldn't find the headline of the original story. So I'm just going to read you the original story first. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you the update. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I promise it will all be worth it in the end. Okay. Um, I'm excited. So the original story, which was published on July 15th, so like almost a week, week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, a customer at an Indianapolis McDonald's restaurant is looking for answers after finding that someone may have already helped themselves to a sandwich. Which what? is very relevant to your oh, first yeah. story also. This is just like my first story. Uh, the customer who goes by DJ, or is at least identified in the story as DJ, uh, is a regular at this particular McDonald's. He ordered a McChicken sandwich, fries, and cookies, but suspects somebody took a bite out of his sandwich before he completed the sale. Uh, he says he found the evidence when he opened his order when he got to work. And I'm just going to read verbatim what he said. Okay. Um, I started to warm up my McChicken, and I noticed several small bites. I know I didn't need it. No one else was around. I said, you know what? I'm going to the McDonald's to see if they can get that taken care of. (laughs) I went to the McDonald's and talked to the supervisor. She offered me some free food I didn't care anything about. I just wanted to find out who the person was and then deal with that person in an appropriate way. (laughs) I don't know what he had in mind there, but yikes. Um, managers, (laughs) Managers reportedly told him they will check the schedule to see who was on the food line when he placed his order, and a McDonald's representative said the incident was an isolated situation, obviously, but promised to get to the bottom of it. So, cut to... Okay. I think this was last Friday. Okay. (laughs) The story. Here's the headline. Update. Police officer forgot he took a bite from his sandwich at Indianapolis (laughs) McDonald's. My goodness. The, no. The, the, Mar- <laughs> the Marion County Sheriff's Office looked into the investigation and concluded the police officer forgot he took a bite from the sandwich. They released the following statement, which again, I'm just going to read to you because it's just, <laughs> it's just makes me so happy. Last week, a Marion County Sheriff's Office Sheriff's Office employee purchased a McChicken sandwich from the McDonald's location at 3828 Westmore Street, Indianapolis. <laughs> the employee took a bite out of the sandwich upon starting his shift at the Marion County Jail, then placed it in the refrigerator in a break room. He returned nearly seven hours later, <laughs> having forgotten that he had previously bitten the sandwich. <laughs> he, he wrongly con- concluded that a McDonald's at restaurant employee had tampered with his food because he is a law enforcement officer. They, they thought they tampered because he was. He didn't forget because oh, he was. Oh. Um, our partners at McDonald's have been helpful and have assisted in the MCSO investigation into what transpired with our employee. <laughs> <laughs> That's so serious. The investigation has determined that the McDonald's restaurant staff in no way tampered with the employee's food. He has since formally apologized to McDonald's. <laughs> We recognize that McDonald's is a valued civic partner, and any insinuation in oh private gosh. or in the media to the contrary is unfounded. That is such a huge, like, it's so formal, formal response to this. Like, the guy forgot I mean, he, took he took a, a bite of <laughs> sandwich. Okay. First of all, that is just ridiculous. Like, you, who, I mean, your you, your conclusion was someone at the restaurant took a bite of your sandwich, like, and it yeah. was in a fridge for right. And it was seven. In a, it was in a break room fridge for a long time. Break room, like, why wouldn't you assume it was a coworker? Workers have done it. Like, I would not. Yeah, that is that's pretty crazy. That's that's something else. 
And then McDonald's just releases this like huge long formal well, statement. Well, that was about... that was the the sheriff's office released the statement. Oh, sorry. The McDonald's sorry, sorry. just said. Uh, we'll I thought look it was. It. I thought it was the McDonald's restaurant for some reason. But they were apparently very, uh, very uh, helpful in the investigation. Uh, that is. That's so very ridiculous. Um, and also, why? Funny. Why was the original story or the update worth anyone's time? <laughs> Yeah, why, that's why also a good that, question. Why is that even in the well, news? Well, I think that the update is really funny, but yeah. the original story is like... Why would you talk about this? Why would you this? make a whole story? I mean, maybe because it was a police officer? I don't know. I also like that it was like a week and a half after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they finally like, solved what? this mystery. <laughs> the, it's like, oh, wait, no, I think I ate it. it. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, I think I might have taken a bite. And then forgot. So you like went to the McDonald's and lodged a complaint. She offered me some free food. I didn't care anything about. I didn't care anything about. <laughs> Which is such a weird way. I to just say that. like I just wanted to find the person that did this and deal with them somehow. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's so funny that that was also related to my other story. Yeah, like when you started talking chances. about that, I was like, yes, this is good. This will tie in. <laughs> it's perfect. All right. Well, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Crisper. Ready, set, go. Okay. Uh, I found a story on foxnews.com. The headline is Ohio man allegedly uses demand note with full name and address to rob bank. Um, tip for aspiring oh, bank boy. robbers. Don't use your real name on the slip of paper you're using to demand other people's money. Um, this person tried ordering a teller to hand over uh, cash from a U.S. bank location in Cleveland, um, but the note was written on the back of a document from the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, complete with the uh, the guy's full name and address. It was like on the back of the, the note. Um, oh, boy. So they immediately caught the guy. So, <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think in that situation, they're supposed to just hand over the money, right? Yeah, and then, they are. Like, yeah. they d- let law enforcement deal with it because it's usually pretty easy to find the person they just made it particularly easy this time yeah usually yeah i think they're they're supposed to just hand it over but the Mm -hmm. the teller was just like oh here's (laughs) this person's information right um yeah that was pretty much the whole story (laughs) um just a criminal not being uh not being so smart just uh yeah that's it's just like I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's just so many things. Don't rob the bank in the first place. Yeah, but don't, like, don't, guys, don't you know, commit crimes. Just, on top of that, though, really, you're gonna hand them. And if your... you're gonna, and if you are, if you're going to commit a crime, be smart about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this because now you're 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 gonna end up in one of these stories, and you're just yeah. gonna, just an added. Or I guess if you negative, I mean, if you do, then at least we have something to talk about. So maybe, maybe that's do. That's true, actually. Yeah, maybe, actually, maybe if you do rubber bank, yeah, put your name on the back of the thing, so the police will find you, and then we'll have this. We can make a whole segment out of this. Really, it just it's mostly for us. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you in advance. <laughs> My story is from BBC News. It's also about crime in Northeast Ohio. Though <laughs> 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 so this is slightly less of a crime. Okay. Uh, elderly woman given 10-day jail sentence for feeding uh, stray cats. What? Which isn't, which isn't really so much of a crime, I guess. Um, a 79-year-old woman has been given a 10-day jail sentence after she was repeatedly cited by police for feeding stray cats in her Ohio neighborhood. Um, so since 2015, her neighbors have been complaining. Um, she says she's a cat lover, unsurprisingly, but she's been ordered by a judge to begin her sentence on the 11th of August. She's been cited by police four times over the past four years after wow. her neighbors began complaining of the swarm of cats on her property. Um, in July 2015, she was convicted of violating city ordinance 505.23, which bans feeding stray animals. So oh. it was against the law, I guess. Wow. Uh, in May 2017, she was cited for various charges related to feeding cats at her residence. And in July of that same year, she was convicted of having too many cats on her property and was placed on probation. Oh, wow. In the following month, she was cited for failing to dispose of animal waste. Then, at a hearing last week, she admitted to the judge that she was still feeding the cats, oh. which led to the 10-day contempt of court charge. Wow. Because she was on probation from her earlier uh, feedings. and Yeah. So, this yeah. is the only... Mm, this that is the only like... only thing she's ever done, apparently. It's been feeding cats. Which is... Just, sounds like she just can't let go. Yeah. You know... And I mean, I like cats too, but but I don't think I. You would. don't hoard them. Though. I also don't hoard them. And some people do, mm-hmm. and some people just can't. Like they can't stop feeding them and yeah. stuff and taking care of them, and it's a thing, you know. So it is. Uh, it is interesting though that that's a law, like a city ordinance. Like I didn't. Yeah. Well, it leads to this kind of thing where you've got swarms of cats and like. They learn where yeah, the food is, I and it's, it it's a nuisance for neighbors and that kind of thing. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I'm torn on it, because it's like, on one hand, should this elderly woman really be going to jail for this? Yeah, like... Like, just give her another no, fine just, or something. Yeah. I, I, it's, or just it's leave her alone. Weird. Yeah, or like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I understand fines if you're if you're like a like a nuisance, like the nuisance kind of stuff. But you should be yeah. going to jail for like something that someone else is like. That's annoying to me. Like right. Like like, <laughs> yeah. like is that does that kind if of somebody thing went to jail every time I was annoyed by them, yeah, then like, there would be right, the jails would right, be like, at max capacity with just people. <laughs> that I was like, this person's talking kind of weird loudly in a place that I wish they wouldn't. Could they? Yeah. Could they like? Could they go to jail, go to jail for that? Can they go to jail? That'd be great. Thank you. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. That, it just doesn't seem like a good enough reason. Yeah. Like, there's so many other things people, like, should be in jail for. Right. I don't know. Like robbing banks. Like robbing banks. Yeah. Mostly, mostly, mostly robbing banks, I think, is most, is most criminals. Okay, that's our show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.